0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful Wrestling Podcast, post-Smackdown edition, April 18th. I am joined by the host of Most Ridiculous, Anna Bauer. Anna!
2: Hey, what's up? I
0: am hereby granting you next week off.
2: Yeah, you see, I requested it off, but now I want to do it because I love Braun so much. But we'll see. We'll see.
0: Plus, this Smackdown hot damn yeah you picked the you picked the wrong week
2: it's not wrong week died i have i have a life this week but i kind of don't want it i'd rather do the show so we'll see
0: get a little closer to your mic we hear an echo jeffrey hawkins shake them ropes it's award-winning so is he how are you I'm doing fine,
3: I'll be here next week, I think, unless you're giving me the week off too, and you can just talk about no, stuff.
0: she just has the week off of like most ridiculous, I think okay. she's you're still doing the podcast yeah, yeah, oh, okay.
2: I' know where I'll be, but I'll do it you're talking
0: your damn mic then Anna. I have to hold it oh my oh, gosh, man. you
3: guys should be here, you guys should
0: be we should have
3: like a members only pre show where we where we show <laughs> Sean and Anna. Just arguing about the mic placement. It's oh, I
0: hate it. I gotta, I gotta get you something. I gotta get you something to, to fix the mic situation. Okay. See, now I can hear you wonderfully.
4: There yeah. you go. It's just,
0: it's just when you juggle it and you you do double dutch with your your microphone cords over there. I don't know what the hell's going on. Oh. <sighs> 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 So, uh, SmackDown tonight, this is going to be an interesting show. Guys, I always try to come into a show with a sunny disposition. <laughs> you ain't getting a lot of that from me. Uh, I will say this, a, a programming note in relation to this news. No Shane Helms podcast this week for obvious reasons. Uh, his former tag team partner, Rosie, Matt Anawai, passed away. And uh, that's horrible news, unfortunate news. I posted the video of them winning the tag team championships uh, on the site on our Twitter and on our Facebook a really cool moment especially when you go back and look at it Shane Helms perched on Rosie's shoulders on the top rope so he was like five turnbuckles high and came down won the championship they got a great reaction we saw a graphic uh, tonight obviously Roman Reigns the top guy in WWE right now that's his brother and. Rosie will uh, you know, forever be known for his three-minute warning uh, tag team. He'll be remembered for the tag team with with the hurricane. So my condolences go out to his friends, his family, his fans. Uh, Jeff, what are your memories of the former superhero in training, Rosie?
3: Three-minute warning, which I always loved. Um, I loved that gimmick quite a lot. And uh, I just remember – I mean, I remember uh, – Way back when in the mid in the mid to late nineties, the Samoan gangster party in ECW, he was part of that. Um, they really, you know, they, as to be of- quite honest,
0: this them they three minute warning were a big step in treating Samoans in WWE like they were human beings, like they weren't <laughs> like. Gnawing on bones and like had their hair all out and all this stuff. Now, granted, you would have a little bit of that with Umaga, but mm-hmm. these were just human beings who just happened to be real badass. Actually, you
3: know what? Let me let me do a little bit of a slight tangent here for for those of you on the the Twitter sphere, um, who may be using this debt to make comments about Roman Reigns and whatnot. Show a little class, people. Pieces of shit. Please, thanks. Let's slap on. Site I, I didn't, 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 didn't want to say the pos stuff, but just. Show a little tact Hello. here, guys. This is real life. Nah,
0: I'll go that far. I'll say you're a piece of shit if you use it to take a shot at Roman Reigns. That is slap on site territory, officially. Uh, okay. Anna, did your WWE fandom extend to uh, Rosie's run?
2: I actually saw him live in Perth in um, at really? WrestleMania, let the battle begin in 2010, when he was Big Daddy Roro.
0: Wow.
3: Nice. Yeah. You know who else is going to be able to speak on this a little bit is Rob over at Shake Them Ropes because he refed a sure. bunch of matches where he put, where uh, when Rosie was on the Indies. So he was uh maybe we'll talk about that on our show, but uh, nevertheless, sorry for that.
0: <laughs> well, we don't have a cause on his passing or anything. Obviously, next week whenever Shane is back uh, from the tapings, I I think he's still going to the Impact tapings. We'll talk some more about that in Shane's place this week. I did a podcast basically. Uh, a fill-in podcast with JJ Dillon where we talk about his oh, nice. his run. Well, let sorry, me, let me explain. It's a very <laughs> fun podcast. Uh, I had never talked to JJ J. Dillon before, but it's talking about his transition from nineteen or WCW or WWF to WCW. And somehow, in the middle of our conversation, he managed to shoehorn in Bearcat Wright, who, in the <laughs> middle of this nineteen ninety seven podcast, yeah, he talked about a guy who died in nineteen eighty two. That's J.J. Dillon, and we had a lot of fun on that. He talks about Bischoff uh, bringing him over from WWF, him leaving WWF. Uh, Hoping we can do a couple more of those. Uh, Actually, Jeff, I floated your name around if we talk to J.J. again because I think you would have a a better – Love J.J.
3: Love him. His uh, His book is one of the best wrestling biographies ever.
0: What I hear, I'm gonna check it out. I'm really excited. But that that podcast will drop Friday. It's a lot of fun. I had a great I had a great time talking to him, and hopefully in the future we can some more. I'm hoping to make those retro podcasts more of a thing. But we got Monday or not Monday Night Raw? It's SmackDown. <laughs> Charlotte comes out and she cuts a pretty turdy promo. Naomi <laughs> follows up with uh, a nice steaming pile of her own. Jeff, what'd you think about this?
3: I I don't know who's producing Charlotte, but but really the the the, the over enunciation of words is not helping her much when she's doing her promos. It's
0: um, on oh, the Ryback playbook.
3: Yeah, it, it is a bit. I I I did like you know just so that we're not completely negative about the segment. I did like the fight. I did. I thought that was kind of cool. I like having, you know, actual animosity between competitors, and I I don't mind a babyface getting worked up and and trying to establish themselves in it. So that part I really liked, but the uh, the back and forth didn't do very much for me.
0: I would love to hear Ryback and Charlotte cut each other's promos. (laughs) I am a second-generation superstar. I am wrestling royalty, and (laughs) I deserve a title shot right now. I'm ready for it. That's a segment we need to get on these podcasts. Uh, Shane McMahon comes out after Naomi accepts the match against Charlotte. He makes it a non-title match. But says if Charlotte wins, she gets a title shot. Early on, this Louisville crowd was hot. In case you guys missed it, I'll talk a little bit about it here in a little bit. This was the first televised show in Kentucky in like maybe five or six years. So they, they were ready for it. Anna, your thoughts on this segment, the opening segment.
2: I just couldn't get past the really blatant Fast and Furious promo. Well, I'm fastly getting furious. Uh, we get it. We get it. The Rock. That's that's cool. Um, it was really interesting tonight watching this with – it started off – I'm at my friend's house. She's never seen wrestling before. Her cousin was here to start with as well. And her cousin's comment when watching Charlotte was, wow, that bitch is crazy. <laughs> pretty much, though that like that sums up Charlotte pretty well in her intensity and everything. But that's why I love her. She is. Just, I, I don't care if she gives me fast and furious. Like, just, just let me have her.
0: Backstage, <laughs> Natalia, no, Carmela, yeah, no. Tamina, Natalia, <laughs> Carmela, Tamina, and Ellsworth. They are a PSA that Charlotte gets this opportunity. Later on, they ran like some sort of mean girl shtick, where Charlotte like shouldered or Natalia shouldered Charlotte. Uh, Anna, how much of this do you see in your life? Or are you the mean girl?
2: Well, (laughs) it's been a while since I've been in high school. All I thought, I mean, despite what I look like, all I could think during this segment though was be a star. You know that whole promotion. Uh, you're you're gonna have
0: bullies in wrestling. That, that's too I easy. just thought JBL
2: produced it. To be honest, um, yeah. the thing that got me the most oh, sorry, easy target. The thing that got me the most about this was Shane comes up to Natty, who obviously has been hanging around her cat too long with her ear hairstyle going on, and she's complaining about that Charlotte gets to walk in the pre- the previous segment. Shane said to Charlotte that opportunities are earned here at SmackDown Live, and then. He says to Natalia, well, you should have just asked. I'm like, hmm, okay. (laughs) It's
3: for Uh, Wizard of Oz. You had the power to
0: go home all along.
3: (laughs) All you had to do was click your heels. Wait, why didn't you tell me that
0: up front? Let me me ask you, what's wrong with hanging out with cats? Because for the first time ever, I have allowed one of my cats in here for a podcast. I didn't have the heart. To let poor little Jenny Davis the cat God. leave, I couldn't wake her up. Look how adorable she is, guys! Look at that beautiful calico.
3: What's her Instagram?
0: She doesn't have one <laughs> yet. You yet. are
2: cat lady. You are.
0: Yeah. So out of the three are of you, us, are you, you
2: are cat lady.
0: Are you trashing me for caring for animals?
2: No, I'm. No, I'm I, trashing I get it. You, you for guys are over there, drop lady. kicking.
0: I know you all are over there drop-kicking kangaroos and everything, but...
2: We do not (laughs) harm our transport. I told you this last week. Mm Mm-mm. Anyway, to sum all that up, I really want to see Ellsworth versus Tamina. So if that could please happen, that would be good. Oh, my God. Ellsworth
0: is the
3: best on these segments when he pops (laughs) in, when nobody wants him to speak. Oh, my goodness. I (laughs) loved him on this.
0: AJ Styles (laughs) is interviewed. Baron Corbin picks a fight with him. This is whatever. Later on, we also get Nakamura and Dillinger vignettes. So (laughs) that leads into my next situation. The next... Oh, man. I don't know how I'm supposed to approach this. You got Nakamura and Dillinger in vignettes. Now, they are brand spanking new to SmackDown. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense to not put them in a number one contenders match. Logistically... But in this match, you have Eric Rowan, Luke Harper, who can't win a match to save their lives these days. Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler whose storyline has literally been that he is a fucking loser. Sami Zayn, who is known as the, the underdog, but, you know, he's winning. Mojo Rawley, he's been winning. I ain't gonna say a lot about Mojo Rawley. The guy sucks in the ring. He's been winning. There is a man... By the name of Jinder Mahal. Mm -hmm. That may have been the longest stretch of dead air you guys have ever heard on a Fightful podcast.
3: (laughs) Oh, you're done? Okay.
0: (laughs) uh, Well, let's go through the match. Here you go. I, I wrote that this collection of dweebs makes no sense, and Tom Phillips called like 15 moves as oh. Jinder Mahal won this match. Sami Zayn had his legs held by the Bollywood boys. As if it couldn't get any worse, the guys who literally were not good enough for 205 Live are now on SmackDown. Jinder Mahal wins and cuts the You People promo, to which I ask, what do you mean, you people? This is... So, I I didn't like it. It's hard to really just jump in because there's so much to unload, and I want to give you all some opportunity too. Jeff, you go second. Anna, what'd you think?
2: <laughs> I had heard rumors that it was going to be Hardbody to win the number one contender. Yeah, Hardbody. His his name is Hardbody. Um, it kind of felt like watching the Titanic had just hit the iceberg and you knew what was coming next and there's nothing you could do about it. And it's just, it's, it's painful because you know, I, I'm a Harper advocate. I love that man. Um, I love a lot of them, but he is, as Jeff liked to point out, but he is something special and he can go very far and he got crotched. Um, that was it. And then there's Sammy. There's Sammy who deserves, he deserves, he deserves something pretty great at this point. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you think? Yeah. But
0: we'll even go beyond deserves. <laughs> How about we hit it with, makes a little bit of sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think he's earned it. A little bit. I think he's earned it, you know. Um, but then there's this guy who I did feel bad for him with the whole Skrotsky thing. And then he gives Finn Balor a concussion and, you know, you hear that there's a little bit of heat backstage on him for that, which, yeah, that would be a logical conclusion. And then he wins this. And then what really confuses me on top of all of that is he wins this for the championship, which is currently in a feud with Auden and Wyatt, which is a joke. It's a, it's a joke. You have maggots on a fucking screen. It's a joke. Sorry. I'm swearing. But it, like, how is this now going to launch it to legitimacy again? Like, what are they, I don't understand what they're going to do. And then for them to bring out the Bollywood boys into the mix because obvious reasons, um, can they just not have something else in common to bring them together?
0: That's that was okay. That was my thing. Okay, okay so so we'll we'll hit you know. that. We'll hit that, and I had a lot of people saying, "Oh, well, they do something different and unpredictable." And unpredictable isn't always good. Predictable isn't always bad. And then I had somebody say, "Well, it's creative, and they're pushing the envelope." Oh, come on, now. They did this shit in two thousand five. They, they did it. They, they've done it with him before, when he first showed up. It was, Tiger Ali Singh, it didn't work with him. Now, granted, if you want and – and another person said, he got heel heat before he even said a word. Come on now. We knew the score when we saw the Bollywood boys out there. We knew where this was headed. And it's Louisville, Kentucky. Might be a surprise to you guys. I know a little bit about Louisville, Kentucky. It ain't hard to get that kind of heat in Louisville, Kentucky. Jinder Mahal had not won a singles match on Raw, SmackDown, or a pay-per-view since September. Now, I'm going to go ahead and group this in. Shining Stars defeated American Alpha earlier. The fans didn't care about the Shining Stars. Are they supposed to? Jinder got a good reaction. Shining Stars didn't at either point. Either way, Shining Stars win. My note was, what the fuck is going on? Because perception is reality in wrestling, and the perception is that the absolute dirt worst from raw and i mean the dirt worst from raw show up on smackdown and beat their guys jeff am
3: i am i losing my mind here am i wrong no you're not and there's a lot that was are wrong with both these segments um but it's more of the wwe mentality that has brought this about because American in my day, um, no, back when I was a young fan, um, you had preliminary matches. And there's a problem when you're using guys that you eventually want to build up as your preliminary guys. There's ways to refresh Jinder Mahal. Don't get me wrong, but this isn't it to me. Um, you, you, you start him off with a little bit of a win streak, and then you build him up to make him seem legitimate in <sighs> – We'll get to this when we get to Charlotte and Naomi, but there's two ways that they establish title contenders, and they both suck. This one is the multi-man cluster where a guy steals a pin, which drives me insane. It never really establishes them as a legitimate threat to the title because they've stolen this title. I don't like the Bollywood boys thing, but they do serve a purpose. The problem is the purpose isn't going to lead to anything because this is the playbook that they have. The Bollywood boys are there to take RKOs from Orton and they'll eventually they'll, 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 they'll they'll interfere in a match here and there. And maybe gender will steal a win here and we'll go, Oh my goodness. Maybe gender can win the belt. Meanwhile, Jinder's going to be seen as a cowardly heel of no skill and of no real number one heft to him. So, this is what we call killing time for two months before the pay-per-view, before you go into a real program for SummerSlam. Um, this is the playbook. I don't like, I don't like having the all, you know, <laughs> as and so deftly put it, can they have more than, than that in common? Um, but that's also a WWE staple factions, so to speak. Um, and also the other staple for factions is there's one guy who's a star and there's other guys who are cannon fodder. The Bollywood boys are cannon fodder. It's not going to help them. Overall, this 50-50 stuff isn't going to help Jinder. Um, and there's another wrinkle to this. I, I know Ginder Mahal probably diets and does quite well in the gym, but we just got through a bullying scandal with the WWE and now Ginder's being rewarded for his hard work so to speak. I think it sends a bit of a
0: mixed message, but that's me. He is uh, concussing guys too. Yeah. Rob did chime in and said, I don't see the best of Raw beating SmackDown. Uh, Sammy is still losing. Uh, SmackDown's Alexa is dominating on Raw. Jinder is one guy. Yeah, on SmackDown, Raw's guys are getting their asses kicked. I I mean this is and two of them Nakamura and Dillinger weren't even on the show probably to keep them away from this situation. So the casual viewer would be like,
3: it, it's, it's an unfair comparison because you have backlash coming up in a couple of weeks and you don't have another SmackDown pay-per-view for what? Six or seven. So they had to uh, do some payback, full-time. payback, payback, my fault them payback backlash. They're all
0: pretty much the same to me. <laughs> now gender did get a very good reaction from the crowd. Well, a, was that a appropriate- good reaction
3: or was, that, or was that or was that or was that we didn't want to see him win? Not that we hate him, but we didn't think he deserved to
0: win here. I guess we're gonna find out. Now I think this is dangerous territory. I think it's fine. I mean I, I think because, it's fine either
3: way because any way you can get heat in this in this company that doesn't seem to possible. like heat is okay with me.
0: Sure, but I mean you've got a guy in Randy Orton who a lot of times he gets crickets. Oh yeah, I mean, very often. And Jinder Mahal, like I said, hadn't won a singles match since September. Anna, was there any way they could rebuild Jinder to this spot? Now, now they did give him this win via cheating and in a six-man match where absolutely anybody could win. Was there any other way that they could have made this happen? You're muted. Anna, unmute your shiznit. Still ain't got nothing. Nope. So, Jeff, in, in your opinion, how do you think that could have been handled?
3: I, you know, I I didn't like the whole – I mean, I think you introduce these guys as new with some new twist to their character, and, and you go from there. I I don't think you just put them on the show – and then go, oh, look, Ginger Mahal's here. He was on Raw last night. you know you you have to you have to take some care in this because these are characters that have been greatly damaged I mean the same thing could be said of uh you know Slater and Rhino over on Raw if you decide to make them tag team champs all of a sudden. you have to figure out a way yeah. to put a new twist on this character it's It's like you know, I mean, to use the archetype of comic books eventually. You know, the the character needs to evolve some way and has to have some life changes in them in order to be interesting because otherwise all you're doing really is, is putting out the same story over and over.
0: I, I'm, I'm baffled. I'm baffled by the Shining Stars and the gender Mahal thing. Had one of them happened, I probably wouldn't have felt as passionate. I mean, I would have been a little upset, I'm sure, but you had something in american alpha they could have been special that that's kind of that's gone yeah that, that's I, I mean now. that's not the,
3: I mean to, the, to it's to the point now where i think they may be working towards a breakup angle with american
0: alpha oh man it won't be for it won't be for a while
3: but there've been those rumors that vince really likes jason jordan to possibly be
0: a single star i should like jason jordan to be I don't a think single star
3: I don't think I don't think it's gonna happen until after SummerSlam at at the very earliest, but still it it's one of those things where I realize you're trying to build these new guys that have just come on to your roster, but that kind of a win, I just it's it's and with no real build of what the what Primo and Epico are now and what you're giving to us that's new about them. I mean, I like I like Primo and Epico as a team. Don't get me wrong. I think if they went uh, they left WWE and were working indies, they'd be they'd be beloved right now, but you know, the way that they are, they didn't deserve a win like that to me. I don't know. It just seems it it was so out of the blue and I don't mind upsets. I don't mind flash pins. I don't like any of those sports aspect type things, but this was, uh, this was uh, out of left field. Anna,
0: are you back with us?
2: Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Um, my, my biggest issue is not with the cheating thing from Mahal. that's, they've done it before with their champions and whatever it is, what it is my biggest issue is that they're using the, you're booing me because I am not white. You're booing me because I am this and this. And and it's just like for in the acting industry at the moment, it's all about diversity as backlash from Oscars are all white last year. And it just astounds me that they're still using this angle. I get it's cheap heat. It's easy to do. But for crying out loud, it, it's time to move on from that. And it's just, it's so, it's so cheap.
0: To be fair, you know what it is, it is, it's, it's the real m- angle. The most- Tyron Woodley's running this thing in, in UFC right now. He's saying the reason the UFC won't push me is because I'm black. So, I mean... It's still a very real
2: yeah, like that, thing
0: in combat sports.
2: Sure, it yeah, and I'm not disputing that at all. But this is scripted. Mm-hmm. Why not try something else? It it
3: you know what it is? It's an exact copy of, of they they started this as a face character originally, I believe, and then turned it heel, but the Muhammad Hassan character and even the Usos, the first time the Usos came out, it's you people think I'm a racial stereotype, but I'm not mm-hmm. a racial stereotype type of, type of promo type thing. And that's just, it's, it, it, these things never go the way that they have it
2: in their head. But Neville's already using that gimmick for, for him. like For elves? Well, yeah. So let them, <laughs> let them just have it for elves. I don't understand. Why do you have to keep spinning this out?
0: Listen, guys. If you all want to read up read up about that Muhammad Hassan guy, your boy, did a couple of articles on him. Go search Muhammad Hassan, uh, finding Muhammad Hassan revisited, and catching up with Muhammad Hassan. I went in depth on that. Also, we have the interviews up on our YouTube page. I did an article today, guys, about Kentucky returning to or Kentucky returning to WDBTV and vice versa. They hadn't been there in a while. They wouldn't allow blood on WWE TV in Kentucky without stopping the match. There was a lot of red tape with Kentucky. You have to be licensed as a pro wrestler before you even take a bump, which seems to undermine the point of having a license. And they tried to reason with me and say, well, you have to have a a license to drive or or to have your learner's permit. And I'm like, hey, asshats, you have to pass a test to do that. You have to fill out a form to get your pro wrestling license.
3: Do I have to have a license to do a production of Wicked in the state of Kentucky? It you should. had to be
0: licensed to uh, be a cameraman and be ringside previously. Lots of weird stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of them that really got me And go over there to Fightful.com, check out the full article. It's, it's very, very interesting the way they reason things. They told me that they regulate pro wrestling because it is the same as combat sports – That it is a combat sport, just like boxing and MMA. Fucking weird, man. (laughs) These were real people who worked for government commissions that were giving me these answers.
3: They're
5: living in cafe. And I'm I'm shooting them the sponge. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too?
0: bob kid face i'm like are you serious you know this is going to be in an article in a couple of months are you sure this is what you want to go with you're sure this is what you want to bring okay playboy here you go it's weird i hope you
3: said on the phone okay playboy
0: (laughs) (laughs) i had some quotes from michael hayes not michael ps hayes but michael hayes who you guys might remember from tough enough a couple years ago he was uh The uh, veteran who lost his leg overseas would go on to wrestle and impress the WWE. They wanted him, and he ended up kind of slowing down his wrestling career. And he said the Kentucky Commission was a big part of why. I mean, they're always pissing up his ass about cannabis use. Uh, If you're going to let it slide for one guy,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: maybe there. But, yeah, they can show up at an event where you're probably getting paid about five bucks and say, Hey, we're going to piss test you for pot and do it's weird. Go check out that article. I guarantee you, you will, you will leave that scratching your head even more than gender Mahal becoming number one contender. Now it looks like this match is going to happen at backlash. So Jeff, does that mean Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, not a title match?
3: Oh, it's it's still gonna be a title match, and Randy's gonna win.
0: Damn it! I was hoping that gender could just take that title. He he, he come back to Raw and save the championship. <laughs> They'll hoist him on their shoulders. They being the Bollywood boys, they probably can't lift him.
2: No, no actually. chance. No chance.
0: No chance. Charlotte defeated Naomi. Uh, Anna. Now I gotta ask you: When you get your footage ready? For most ridiculous, do you watch it like this?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, because I also like to make sure that I have another camera set up watching me, watching that. It's a weird talking to the mic, it's a weird meta thing. Yeah, I enjoy that a lot. I like to live my life like the Truman Show. So
0: during this match, Charlotte kept slowing it down. (laughs) I will say Naomi's speedball Mike Bailey kicks have improved a little bit. She hit a Hurricane Rana over the top that didn't really get a reaction. Charlotte got hung up on the top rope. One thing I particularly loved, Charlotte hit this like super cool looking knee drop to Naomi while she was like kneeling down and drove her head into the mat. That was cool. Charlotte even walks like Rick, though. I'm starting to notice that. Like she'll hold her arms and she'll walk like Rick, which I think is really cool. But finally, someone reversed the flying ass to the face. And Charlotte won. Anna, what would you think of the match? And uh, Charlotte avoided eating booty.
2: Oh, my God. Um, look, yeah, I'm glad someone didn't get an ass face. I can't believe that this is what we're talking about. Um, and I'm glad that it was Charlotte that she, she, she's smarter than that. I and mean, you I like to think that they're all smarter than that. But she's Charlotte. She's superior. She is superior. Um, this is another one that I was watching with my friend, and my friend was like, "Wow, she's really good." Like, yeah, she's the queen. Um, but interestingly enough, my friend who's never seen wrestling before also commented, "Wow, the other girl's a champion. She's not wrestling like she's a champion." Like, yeah, yeah, interesting observation. Uh, they are. They kept being put over as the most athletic and. For sure, there's no way you can dispute that. But there was something about this match that just seemed weak. And I don't quite know what it was, that something wasn't gelling. I don't know. But I do very much appreciate dodging ass at the end.
0: Jeff, what are, what are your feelings on ass dodging? <laughs>
3: Uh, actually, I'll just comment on the uh, on the chemistry thing. I think it's because you know Charlotte and Naomi haven't worked together since what team P? <laughs> what did they call it? PBC or whatever it was? PCB. Team the PCB. sorority. Yeah. This, oh, the submission sisters that they had to get rid of that that name too. You yeah. Know. Um, I, this is the other kind of build to a title match that I, that I, I, it just, it drives me nuts because guess what? We're getting this match next week for the title as opposed to say, building it for a week and then having the big blow off next week in some way, even though it probably won't be a blow off in in any way, because I figured these two are going to feud through payback or backlash or whichever one it is. I keep getting the two mixed up. Um, I, it's, it's that 50, 50. We have to put these two together immediately and then now we're going to try and build some sort of rivalry, feud, heat, what what have you, whereas keeping them apart would probably do you a lot more good. Um, the match I thought, you know, I think they'll get better over time. I, j- I just, you know, it's just you never get that second chance to make a first impression type thing. I thought it was a bit clunky, to be honest with you. I mean, I think Charlotte, Charlotte still is a little stiff and I think Naomi's very athletic but she's not crisp and I think between the two of them they found a way to I mean it was, wasn't was nearly as bad as at four-way last night but um, you know we're going to get the rematch next week and I wouldn't be surprised if they do put the belt on Charlotte
0: yeah I think that the, much to your point keeping them apart could be good for them I, I always complain about how it seems like and I don't think it'd be the first time they've ever faced but it's it's our new matchup now Hardly ever happens on a pay-per-view. Now, probably the first one they're going to do, it's probably going to be Jinder and Randy Orton. Might, well, I don't know. Randy Orton might get a couple partners. They'll probably have him team up with Harper and Rowan because that'll just make plenty of sense against the Bollywood boys and Jinder Mall. That's
2: Ball. exactly what they're going to do.
0: That's probably what they're going to do. Yep. Son of a bitch.
2: Yep. You think
3: Harper and Rowan? I think Rowan's being, being kept the heck away from this thing. I think it's probably going to be like Harper and Zayn.
0: Not nah, probably. Uh, you know, I was just being facetious. Okay.
3: Sorry. I made Kevin out of Owens defeated again. Gary Gandy? Dandy? Which was, <laughs> it? was it? I, I think it was Gary
0: Gandy. Well, he should be number one contender to the U.S. title based on the way that this show went. <laughs> I halfway expected Gary Tandy to kick Owens' ass the way this show went, Uh, but that didn't happen. Owens, basically, this was a squash match, and Owens took to the mic, which I'm never going to complain about. Nope. But we're running two anti-American gimmicks at the same time here, at least it looks like it. Anna, as a full-blooded American, how do you feel about this?
2: Well, I am personally insulted on behalf of the people of Kentucky. I am, I am insulted. Uh, it's Kevin Owens. He's, he's insulting people in French. He's insulting Byron in French. I, I, he could say the dirtiest shit to us and I wouldn't care. It's Kevin Owens. This man is over and flying and he, he just, he holds himself. He, he acts like a champion cause he is a damn champion. He deserves all the titles because he is that good. Once Jinder is getting over like that for himself, then sure, do whatever the hell you want. But that's the difference.
3: I'll piggyback on her statement. Um, You take the two anti-American gimmicks, so to speak, you put them together, you take the two promos together, so to speak. I believe Kevin Owens is disdain for people. (laughs) I do. Yeah. I believe he. I, I believe. I believe it's. It's a part of him turned up to eleven. I don't believe Ginger Mahal's anti-Americanism, at all. I, I. I just don't. It's that put upon, carny type of anti-American thing. And I think. I think you know. And I agree with everything Anna said. I, Kevin Owens could read the phone book with disdain, and I'd listen to it. 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 It's that good. Now here. Here's my question about the bigger picture for you guys. Is. Is this. Is this going to be what we have to keep us until John Cena eventually answers the challenge.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, it looks like Since, they're it, doing is the
3: stuff. O- Since it, it is this. the open challenge gimmick. I mean, it I, lo- is, I mean, I
2: love that. That's what they were doing with him because of that. But I never thought that that could possibly be the snake eating its own tail. Oh.
0: Damn. I've never heard that one. The snake eating its own mm. tail.
2: You're welcome. It's an effort.
0: It's a new one to me. Uh, well, Jeff, you are much more cultured than I. Anyway, we got Kevin Owens and AJ <laughs> Styles feuding over the United States Championship. Jinder Mahal Randy Orton over the WWE Championship. Uh, what's going on? What's up with that? I don't... I don't, I don't understand. We, we did get AJ Styles and Baron Corbin, and Kevin Owens hung around for commentary. Thank God. <laughs> Immediately, AJ Styles sold a Baron Corbin forearm like a million bucks across the ring. Jeff, this is the kind of person you want working with a Baron Corbin. Awesome mm-hmm. contrast to Styles. AJ Styles ain't having a bad match. Does nothing but make Corbin look better and make him better.
3: It, it's the old improv ma- mantra, and I'll use it for, for that. Always make the other guy look good. I mean, and, and that's what AJ Styles does. Shit, you don't
0: follow that on our show.
3: Uh, well, I make Anna look good. Yeah, it's
0: true. <laughs> I think Anna makes Anna look good. Well, <laughs> Be real. Come on. Um. Anyways. He does the uh, work.
3: I, yeah, I know. I know. I, I'm down I'm, the ruse. Yeah. That's true. She, does, she, does the, she brings the funny, too. and I, Supposedly, I do comedy occasionally.
0: I mean, that's the only uh, reason I want her chasing down kangaroos.
3: True. I want to backtrack a little bit to that, to that Baron Corbin promo, though. There was something off about that during the interplay with AJ tonight, where, where they're making him kind of play it up a little bit, as opposed to kind of being a badass. And it's like, with Baron Corbin, fewer words is more. Less is more with that guy. I don't want to hear, I, and same with Braun. With with Anna's beloved Braun, Harambe Strowman, um, for for big badasses, the fewer words, the better, please, thank you. But I like the match overall. I mean, I I thought it was great, and I and I liked that they kind of swerved us a bit on the whole. (laughs) What is it? Um, (laughs) oh god, I can't for I can't remember the name of the playwright right now offhand. Chekhov, Chekhov's wrestler sitting in a chair there who is eventually going to get hit by one of the competitors, yeah. you know, and then that'll cause him to start a fight. And then, no, I liked that. They just hit him and then they just kind of moved on. And then it was eventually the count out win. I liked that whole whole sequence, but yeah, it's very odd to have AJ styles and Kevin Owens fighting for the number two belt and Jinder Mahal is up there on the number one. Now that's a story you can tell. It just has to make sense that yeah, Jinder lucked into this match sort of. So I don't know yeah, what that I, does I think that,
0: re- that really has to be explained because, hey, you can say whatever's happening on Monday Night Raw, you can say a Raw guy took the pinfall, but, I mean, damn, it's the biggest jobber on Raw and the biggest jobber team on Raw coming over mm-hmm. and winning big matches. Uh, Jinder Mahal getting a number one contender shot and Shining Stars winning in pretty quick fashion over a former set of tag champions, their first real week on the show. Uh, Anna, what did you think of the uh, Corbin-Styles match and really SmackDown as a whole?
2: I thought the match was great. AJ is well, he's phenomenal. That's in the name. Um, I love that it was a countout to keep Corbin strong. I think it would have... It wouldn't have done too much damage, but I feel like they have built him up so much so far that it would be kind of a waste to not keep going with that. Um, KO on commentary was distracting because he was just so damn good to the point where he made JBL look good. And there was this little interplay with uh, JBL saying to him, I bet you thought you got rid of Byron when you moved from Raw. And then Byron just piping up with, guys, it was a rough time. Just... It's perfect, just perfect. So, it was like, a good no, end. There was
3: nothing better than when when Owens was down at NXT, and he and when he when he had already beaten up uh, Alex Riley and kind gotten rid of him, and you know that he, <laughs> that he could snap and beat up any commentator at any time he would just sit down and put his arm around Byron. And just yeah. start doing commentary. <laughs> I absolutely loved that that phase of uh, the Kevin Owens Byron Saxon thing, and I just love that they kind of they kind of hint at the tension there. Here, they don't really go all in on it, but but it's really <laughs> really nice to see again. Byron as a victim is never not funny to me.
0: A couple of news bits. Now that we're done with SmackDown, reports suggest that the broken Hardy gimmick could be coming to WWE. Apparently, they. They are negotiating with TNA or Impact Wrestling to make this happen. Anna, are you happy to see this? Maybe no more uh, teen heart throbs in their 40s? <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the crowd is chanting for it. If they were chanting for it before they got there. It would be such a waste if Impact held on to that. What are they going to do? Recycle it to someone else? That is just they want stupid. money off
0: of it. That, that's it, they just uh, want money.
2: As, as I said in one of my episodes, you know,
0: just come on, guys. Guys, make sure you all subscribe to our YouTube. You can get those aforementioned episodes. Also, subscribe to us, iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM. Leave us a nice review on iTunes. That stuff really helps. Also, leave us a thumbs up. Be super cool of you. But, Jeff. Yes. This, I think, is almost better than then coming in Broken. Because you can tell the story of Matt trying to suppress his condition for his family, for for a WWE run that the WWE tried to make him do it, and he just can't do it anymore.
3: You know what? You can almost retcon this entire Matt Hardy broken story again once they lose the tag team titles and start it from scratch. And even if you wanted to bring in uh, his wife and King Maxwell <laughs> and yeah. Senor Benjamin, and you know you can finally do that entire brawl down at the at the Hardy compound with uh with the New Day and the Wyatts if you wanted hey, to. That they wanted they did to do this. for so long. They
0: did they did that stuff with no budget and a drone. Oh, yeah. no, you know <laughs> no what? No budget it's what, and
3: a drone. It's it's what the people want, and it's what the Hardys need because just much like the Dudleys. They've become a greatest hits act in the WWE, and they need this to be a new character in the Federation.
0: They are Vanilla Ice singing Ninja Rap right now.
2: Ooh,
3: they they're are. they're they're the '70s rock band doing the county fair circuit. Just play the hits.
0: Hey, I'll say this: they're they're a good selling, a great selling uh, greatest hits act right now. Jeff Hardy's match with Cesaro landed yes. over a million YouTube views yesterday. That's unbelievable for just a match. Also, uh, yeah, I just – I would love to see what they can do with that type of budget. Be kind of cool. Also, rumors that Mike Bennett and Maria coming to WDB, I don't see the point, Jeff.
3: No. I I think <laughs> I think they'll know Maria. I think Mike Bennett may be on one of these Kevin Owens challenges one of these days, but I, I see him – I see them just out of you know, wanting to screw with them in some way or test them yeah. in some way, putting Mike Bennett on NXT and putting Maria on either Raw or SmackDown and just going on with their lives.
0: No Kelly Kelly yet. I guess your boy was right about that one. <laughs> Contrary to reports dodged a bullet. Yeah, I mean, people were saying that she was back, and I was like, I was flat out told she wasn't back. I was told she wants to come back. She wants to come back and try to assure them, oh, I can keep up. Well, apparently not. Oh, man. Shelton Benjamin cleared the air about his WWE contract status. He ain't signed. Mm -hmm. He wasn't signed. So, Anna, this would suggest that they aired vignettes for Shelton Benjamin's return without actually signing Shelton Benjamin. Yeah. Pretty poor foresight, yeah?
2: Well, it's just... Kind of confusing because I mean that's great for him. Um, I'm sure he's got a lot more indie bookings out of it. But why would they do that? I just don't see the point. I mean, is he coming back now at all?
0: I I don't know. We, well, we we're not sure right now. And with the shakeup, I don't think that WWE knows if he'll if he'll be if he's even. If if it's in the plans, Jeff, do you do you think Shelton Benjamin is still on the WWE's radar?
3: Uh, it's been a year. It's been a year, maybe uh, almost. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I I know that my my comment was they don't need him in Suzuki Gun anymore. Yeah. Um, now, now that they've kind of moved on, I think you know I think he'd be fine as a trainer slash hand slash guy. you can beat and give good athletic matches. I think. You know, I'd
0: love to see him in AJ
3: I Styles.
0: Got w- Shane Helms went off on me for calling Shelton Benjamin a good hand once.
3: <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Went you know, I don't mean it off. like that. I. I, I don't. <laughs> I just mean it as a guy that they're not going to push. That. That's all sure. I meant. I don't mean disrespect. because I know shit. You know, I they're pushing Jinder
0: Mahal. There ain't no telling. I don't want.
3: Shane, well, I don't want Shane Helms burying me. So it's one of those things. Um,
0: yeah, Angry old I, man I just, Shelton sounds like a hell of a lot of fun. Like if grumpy dude, if old Shelton
3: take, would. Be- if he could take all that stuff about how much potential he had and how much athleticism and all the bumps he took on those on those money in the bank matches for no gain whatsoever and parlay that into, later. And, and, and parlay that into actual rage inducing promos, he would make so much money on this run and become such a crowd favorite. It wouldn't be funny.
0: Yeah, I I would agree, honestly. Impact also lost a judgment against audience of one. No surprise there. Uh, I posted a rumor killer earlier. WWE told me Emma is not injured. She is not undergoing back surgery. Comicbook.com for some reason republished an article posted from an 11 yeah. months ago. <laughs>
2: oh, wow.
0: And people believed it. My like The first thing I do in the morning is check my inbox because I got news tips, responses. I Usually almost daily I'm reaching out for comments. And my inbox was full of Emma's hurt, Emma's hurt, Emma's hurt, because of this comicbook.com article. <laughs> Jeez, Not only that, did. they didn't
3: pull the damn tweet. I just <laughs> – that's all right. Pro Wrestling Ponderings was reporting on the Justice League movie, so, so everybody has their flyers. Yes, comicbook.com posting – okay,
0: great. Mm-hmm. People see that blue check mark. if a gift and a curse. They see that blue check mark. They see it tweet something. They assume that it's right. It was not right. And uh, ComicBook.com. Get on your shit and delete the tweet. Because I've still I've still gotten probably three emails about it throughout the day, even after I posted that. Well, let me She's ask you go, something
3: bro. real quick. Uh, because we didn't we didn't we just it's not worth talking about in terms of what was on SmackDown, but. Did did you see the uh, the Arnold classic video of Dana Brooke?
2: Mm. This year. I did.
3: That's Lana's I did. dance routine, isn't it? On those vignettes. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Dana Brooke might have taught her that. I was thinking, you know, everybody's saying this is a, a this is the Emma Lena character. I think it might be a rib on Dana
2: in some ways. Oh That'd wow, I fun. hope not. I hope not. That I, it's gotten to the point where I'm like, just just give her something, please.
0: Nulana or Dana? Dana,
2: or send her back to NXT. Like just something.
0: Hey, she's gonna have a hot feud with Emma. Alicia Fox is going off on her in the backstage. I love that segment. I loved Alicia Fox in that segment. She's great. Alicia Fox I don't want to be your friend great. anymore. <laughs> 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 I like want to start arguments with the two of you just so I can act like Alicia Fox. He's phenomenal. Oh,
3: upbeat, just over-the-top upbeat. I don't want to be your friend anymore.
0: Hell yeah, man. That's my jam. <laughs> hey, guys, if you all didn't see it, we added Patrick Cote to our MMA podcasts. Uh, he is on Mondays. Not next Monday. He'll be on vacation. Nice. Today, Showdown Joe talked all things Ultimate Fighter. We're taking a little bit of a different approach with some of these MMA podcasts. On slower weeks, we're going to uh, delve into central topics like negotiating with Dana White, Uh, contract issues, uh, ownership changes. Elias Theodoro dove deep into The Ultimate Fighter, confessionals, filming, the tryout process, Uh, The Ultimate Fighter contracts, what it was like in the house, things of that nature. It was really cool. Showdown Joe uh, talked to him today. Also, check out our pro series. Jason Kincaid of Evolve puts out some fantastic stuff. Uh, His next series is going to Talk about his recent injury, his standard yeah, that kind of putting him out. I was going to uh, ask you
3: how he, how he was doing because I was at that match. And uh, when, when he left, he just, he just kind of left all of a sudden. And we're like, where would Jason Kincaid go? It's like, oh, he got injured. He was yeah. holding his own real bad.
0: Uh, yeah, that's what he's writing about next. He said it's going to keep him sidelined for about four to six weeks. And he gets to do some more writing. So I'm happy for that. He had a series called uh, Flying to Mexico for Donuts, which is still <laughs> ongoing. Like, the plight of an indie – like, the, the approach indie wrestlers take. I mean, he's he's done a lot of good stuff. He did a 10-part series on his favorite wrestlers, why they're his favorite wrestlers, uh, how they inspired him. Uh, one on becoming a top prospect in the, the Ring of Honor tournament. That was really cool. Also, uh, wrestling on the streets of Mexico. And uh, how he got involved in Evolve. So that, that, is, that comes highly recommended, you guys. Please check that out. But uh, Anna, what, what are you going to do on your week off?
2: I don't know if I'm having a week off. I, I love the show. And
0: Really? You're, you're going to? Yeah.
2: That's the you're gonna, I was going to take the week off because I, this past episode was my 24th, which makes it six months straight of doing the show. And i got to tell you, doing the show means I get one day off a week. So technically, I'm somewhere else in the world. I'm with friends. I should take some time off, but I love it. And uh, yeah, I think I might just watch last night's roar instead, and then film something tomorrow. I'll see.
0: Oh, you haven't seen it yet? No.
2: I, well, I saw bits of it. I missed. I missed my husband um, ripping the place up. So I've got to watch that. You know, spousal support and everything. But this week's most ridiculous is up, including some. Um, planning for me and my um husband i'm sorry jeff i d- didn't realize you're still here
3: <clears throat> jeffrey yes
2: <laughs> we <get going> on. <laughs> i don't
3: know if she doesn't do like most ridiculous it's gonna be me drawing a bunch of stick figures and putting out <laughs> knock knock jokes i think for for uh for this week's video
2: oh now um, i kind of want to see that
3: as soon as i leave the air here i'm recording shake them ropes with one rob mccarron we're gonna go over everything including raw smackdown drew mcintyre's debut in nxt and the doings in 205 live so uh be around for that
0: and people trying to justify the gender mahal thing justin Labar saying india big market uh okay gender's from fucking canada bro (laughs) <laughs> and he's a heel. So
3: <laughs> if you're trying to expand the market, you don't make them the bad guys.
0: Guys, subscribe. Leave us a thumbs up. Share the site. Tell, tell people. Tell somebody, hey, you know what? I watched that post-Raw show, that post-Smackdown show. Watch that awesome show with Sean Ross Sapp and Jimmy Van on Wednesdays. You should check it out. Tell one person. Tell one person. Reach over. Give them a Coca-Cola. Then give them a hug say listen this is the sh- this is the podcast network for you
2: please do that and then please tweet us with a picture of that moment
0: please please that do. would be phenomenal <laughs> i'll retweet it
3: i'll retweet it and my might put Guys. it ridiculous
2: yeah nah. yeah just have a tribute section it'd you be were- like it'd be like the kiss camera okay. at baseball games
0: I was going to say, don't belittle them. Uh, but no, if it's like a tribute section, then I'm cool with that. Hey, guys, if head over to my Twitter. I posted a, they
2: are my I posted, heroes They're doing that.
0: I posted a picture of my cat on Twitter. Oh guys, God. until next time. We're-
3: this is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping.